This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's an extravaganza. My name is Keen. Loca. I'm James. And welcome to Sissy That Pod. We are we we are jet setting around the world. We're we're getting into our plane in Sydney and we are touching down in Madrid. We are a Drag Race Reaction podcast. We're covering Drag Race Spain, and we have a wonderful guest uh, with us this week. I I would say iconic. We have an iconic guest. Yes. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Icon. I'm not arguing with you. She is an icon. She's the original <laughs> Miss Congeniality. And for that, she was so good. The commitment she gave to actually arriving on time to this interview was fantastic. She gave us so much for time and her world. And it was wonderful. And her name is Nina Flowers. Nina Flowers, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. We're delighted to have you on board um, to talk about Drag Race España. Tell us, what does it feel like having been in this original series to flourish into this franchise of ever sprouting roots now 13 years later, 12 years later? <laughs> oh my God. First and foremost, thank you so much, you guys, for reaching out and for, for uh, making me a part of of. The, this podcast and your project um, um it's, oh, it's very is i feel i feel honored and humbled <laughs> to to be part of it so no thank problem. you guys for inviting me um i uh to respond to your question is is um it's just crazy it's like completely surreal um i i still look back it for me honestly it still feels like it was yesterday i cannot believe that it's been what 13 years 13 years um, and and so many seasons of Drag Race now and and worldwide, it's like drag. It's mainstream right now, and it's just beautiful to 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 see that. You know, I was part of that. I was part of the beginning of the creation of what has become a world movement that has inspired not just drag queens but people in general to feel comfortable in their own skin people to people i i all the time and it's so rewarding to talk to people that said oh my god you've you've inspired me so much you've changed my life and i feel comfortable and i feel more beautiful and people seeing that this show has actually helped people learn to embrace themselves for who they are and be proud of who themselves. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. It's just wonderful. And honestly, it's like, I, when I signed up for this, I didn't even know what I was signing up for. And, and that, that I, I didn't realize that it was going to have such a, an, an impact on people's lives, you know, a positive impact. And it's uh, it's beautiful, you know. It's beautiful. It's humbling, and and I, for me, I like I can't I can't really I still can't believe it it happened. You, I suppose, like we're here to talk about the first episode of a brand new, uh, like a brand new part of the franchise. So, like you would have a great, I suppose, understanding of how this set of queens must have feel must have felt as they're walking into the workroom. They're kind of. I suppose they probably have a bit more of a sense of kind of the the size and scope of what's happening. But can you remember what you felt like kind of as you were getting ready to to walk into that workroom, open that door, the door they've gotten rid of, um, to... <laughs> the creakiest door in TV, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> honey, I remember and I will never forget. Uh, Ru- uh, drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race is is is, is, is a chapter that that 
in, in my a chapter in my life that like literally changed my life and and it uh, made me mm-hmm. realize that I was capable of doing things I never really thought that I would be able to do. Um, and you know, you got to realize mm-hmm. that season one, we didn't we didn't know anything about it when we got cast on the show. We didn't we we didn't have a, a, mm-hmm. a previous show. This was the first time that this was being done in history. So walking, getting on that freaking plane, and actually getting to Burbank, which is where we where we f- uh, filmed uh, season mm-hmm. one of um, of Drag Race. It was it was in California, but it wasn't in Los Angeles. It was in Burbank, um, and um, just going there, it's like blindfolded, not knowing what's going to happen, and then. Next thing you know, they're picking you up at the airport and and they drop you at the hotel. You don't see anybody. You're not talking to anybody. You're just there. They strip away from 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 any means of yeah. having communication with the outside world because you have to, you know, stay private, you know? And it's so nerve-wracking. They just tell you, you gotta be ready. Uh you gotta be ready at 5 a.m., you know. Um was my 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 call to start getting ready like in drag because they told me we're picking you up yeah at the hotel you have to be ready camera ready which means like full on drag and the moment came I and i was just so incredibly nervous a nerve a nervous rag and i i i i I didn't know i didn't know i was i remember Mm -hmm. i was the second one walking into the workroom the first one was chanel but i didn't know any of these things i thought that once i would work but i would walk in uh, there were going to be people so i'm in my head like asking like oh my god they they locked me in in a little room like before walking into the set waiting for my waiting for my call and then somebody actually came through the door and say, okay, Nina, we're ready for you to do your entrance. And then it, we were there, like right by the doors of the workroom behind it. And they, they say, okay, you have to stand here. I stand there. And then when they gave me the cue, they say, we're going to give you the cue. And then you walk into the room and then you react to what you see. <laughs> and and it was, uh, it was just so, so <laughs> surreal and it was exciting. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I made it. A girl all the way from Puerto Rico, you know, doing history, changing, changing history uh, for 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 the art form of drag, um, because that's what it was, and and that's what we did. We changed history, you know. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. And a lot of people who are familiar with the franchise and the world of Drag Race now didn't get to watch season one when it was live because they weren't in the US or they just weren't aware of it at the time but what was the reaction when it first went out onto TV it, like it seems to be such a groundbreaking show was there was there backlash for the people talking about it on the radio um uh the uh, season one as, as as you guys know it was only when it aired it was only um on logo logo TV which mm. which is uh the, the the gay network um mm. um and um it had it, it was an impact, but it didn't have a full-on impact like the previous shows. Like you said, a lot of people mm-hmm. did not watch because a lot of people did not have Logo TV. A lot of people didn't okay. even know about Logo TV. So um, um, the, the show was, um, was promoted um, outside of Logo as well, but it's like, it's like it, it didn't really reach uh, uh, yeah. that big of an audience like after season one after season one ended people started talking about it 
like the ones that actually watched the show, they started talking about it. And then from there, season two had a bigger impact. You go, you go see, you go see season one and then you go see season two and you see the improvement of the entire <laughs> set. Everything was different, including the cash price that from $20,000 or $20,000, they went to $100,000. And then all the sponsorship and everything, it was still on logo. And now people were like rushing to get logo because it, the ones that watched it, they were talking about it so much. And it, it, it was a, it was a big impact. And, but it, it, it wasn't really like, I think really drag race exploded, yeah. like literally exploded on season four. Uh, season one, two, and three—you know—they they they kept climbing, and 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 they were they were you you kept seeing the evolution of the show increasing drastically. But it wasn't until Shadow Needles won that it was taken to kind of like the next level, where where like everybody yeah. wanted to be part of it, and it was just like out of control. And in actually, that that season was the season where where um, the finale was recorded with a live, live audience and, and at a big theater. And it was that that's what really took the show from its like, like, like little baby nest into the like the wow, like the big, big production that it is today. Season four would be that a lot of people say that season four was was the, the 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 real first season? I was like, ah, uh-uh, honey, they're all wrong. <laughs> well, actually, that's what I was going to say. Is that like Drag Race? Because like obviously the format of Drag Race is like you know challenge reality TV based thing. So it's the same as a lot of other things. But what's different about Drag Race is that there seems to be running throughout it a consistent like replatforming of past contestants and showcasing people again throughout the season so you guys on your season one while you weren't widely seen have kind of gone on to like attain this kind of like mythical legendary status like kind of like you and Angina and Chanel you know and and Porkchop (laughs) kind of now where these kind of like you know like icons of drag they're like the forefathers of you know they're like the Abraham of George Washington (laughs) of drag race it's 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 humbling I tell you it's humbling um I um I I never I still can't believe it happened and and at the same time you know I see I see the girls now and I see the show now and and how how they made it now it's so difficult you know not mm-hmm. that it wasn't difficult for us it was difficult too because like i said we were doing it for the first time but uh, you know the the amount of first of all the the, the there are more contestants now season 1 only ha- had nine contestants now there are more more girls competing what 13 14 girls on one on one show therefore there are more challenges and 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 the challenges keep getting harder and harder and harder they're really putting the girls through you know all the platforms there are there are basically required to be a a a professional a fierce entertainer overall someone that would stand by themselves and and be able to carry a one show woman you know um yeah Yeah. and um and it's just great to see and it's overwhelming you know and humbling but freaking yeah. awesome <laughs> well let, let, let's kick into drag race espana um 
So I suppose we need to sort of chat about the panel and the format and stuff. So the the queen, who is the RuPaul, is Supreme Deluxe. Had are you aware of them? Had you heard of them before? This was my first time um, um, knowing of her. I, I've okay. never I've never really heard of her before, um, and 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 I, I was curious. I saw the episode yesterday, and and I kept thinking I need to Google this chick. Because I have to see if if she's the hostess of the show and she is uh, carrying this, this, you know, this legacy all the way to Spain. um, She she has to be, you know, like top notch, a big deal, you know, and Mm. and, and I have no doubt that that she has all the all the all the requirements exactly to 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 be in that spot. I thought um, uh, personality wise, I thought she was she was she was good. I thought she was fun. I, I thought it was a good interpretation of what the show is. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's everywhere. I was going to say here in U.S., but now we're we're everywhere. So um, I think yeah. she did a really good job. I, I enjoyed her very much. Uh, I, I I find she's. I think she's too nice. I think she she needs a little bit of more <laughs> character. You know, like um, um, because she she looks very she looks she looks almost like one of the girls on the show. You know, like I don't I don't <laughs> yeah I don't see there was that moment that she was like chatting. I think it was to Sagittaria and Dovima about them being roommates uh, and their sort of the scandal there. And I was like, you could never imagine RuPaul like trying to get the gossip in that sort of giddy girly way. He's always like, no, that's below <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> It it almost it almost felt like she was at one point. It almost felt yeah. like she was one of the girls. You know, I was like, okay, I need to see more that 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 mother figure on you on the show. That's 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 what I felt like. Yeah. I, like I was missing from her. The only thing I felt I was missing from her. I, um, um, other than that, I think she looked she looked great. She looked good. Um, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to. I'm really on. I'm really on it. I'm excited to yeah. see what what she's going to continue to bring during the show and how she's going to do that platform. I think that she um I think that like she does she needs to like loosen up a bit, but I'd say this is probably such a big thing to be getting. It's like when we just had Drag Race Holland and the the host of that Fred in the first couple of episodes was a bit stiff and almost felt like they were doing an impersonation of RuPaul. And I think that by the time episode two or three came along, they'd shaken it off. They were being yeah. more naturally themselves. And I feel like that's probably what we're going to get. And maybe you'll get a bit more of a cutting uh-huh. kind of, you know, cutting them down size, not really allowing them. Like, like as you were saying about the gossip bit, it was like, if that had been RuPaul there, RuPaul would like, no, you were telling me the gossip or I'm kicking you out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> totally, completely. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I think that, um, that, I mean, I I wouldn't want to be on on any anyone who has to fill those shoes. That's that's a really mm. tough position because no matter yeah. how yeah. good you think <laughs> you are, you are going to be compared with the mother. You know, the supreme yeah. mother. <laughs> and I mean, any anyone in those shoes, I, I I can I can I can see them. You know, being freaking nervous. Because they're going to be judged by the world. So <laughs> I can see where yeah. those nerves could come. But I look forward to seeing the sort of 
their spin they put on it because by the end of Drag Race Holland, I really loved Fred's interpretation and he'd come up with his own catchphrase. And even in Thailand, Art, who's the sort of Drag Race or the RuPaul over there, has their own take on it as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that progress over the series. I had to research the rest of the panel. So I'm going to tell you what I found out. Feel free to correct me if you know any more than me. So, I mean, Anna Locking, they, they... they seem to introduce her quite well and quite thoroughly. She's a fashion designer. She seems quite a big deal with a, a long list of shows she's competed in and seems to have loads of ranges and stuff. Really, really successful. We have the two Javiers, so Javier Ambrosi and Javier Calvo. And I believe they are known for directing this really popular musical called La La Mada, which is about a summer camp run by nuns. Um, and it's kind of like a sort of teenage vocabulary by nuns. Um, and then John, Jan Cordarena, oh God, uh, he's a big model, but famously he dated Luke Evans, the Welsh actor, which I was like, oh, bit of gossip. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, like I have to Google Luke Evans. To be yeah. Oh, Luke Evans is like, like. It's like Gaston in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, t- oh, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, all the judges, uh, I, I knew absolutely nothing about them. Um, uh, okay. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I like, like, they're all, they're all, uh, obviously they're all like, like, like super famous uh, uh, in that part of the world, you know, in Spain, because uh, that's what they were called uh, to be in the panel. But um, I'm not very, uh, I'm not very familiar with the pop culture there or, you know, what's happening. So I, uh, I don't really. Um, they were all new to me, um, but I think I think overall, yeah. uh, if you ask me, overall, what I wh- how I felt about the judges, um, my favorite one was the lady, uh, the designer. I think that her critiques yeah. were like she will be the equivalent of Michelle Visage in Spain. I'm not sure if she's going to be uh, a weekly uh, judge, like she's going to be on the on the on the show the entire time. But I I sure wish because uh, th- there's got to be some. There's got to be people in, the, in that panel that are seeing the girls constantly because that's the only way that they can be judged by how they, they continue to, to improve themselves on the show. And, and I think that out of all the judges, I, 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 I felt she knew what she was talking about. So I, I, yeah. I surely hope that she's uh, on the show uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, from what what I have read, that the two Javiers and her are regular uh, judges, okay. and then there's a recurring spot between the guy and then another woman who comes in next week. I think okay. that's nice the situation. Because uh, there was two Javiers, and I just was like, one of them looks like Yara Sophia out of drag. Yeah, <laughs> the other oh one doesn't. <laughs> you are so right. I did not. I did not even picture this when I was watching him, and now that you brought it to my attention, yes. <laughs> He does look like my sister Yara, even with the eye makeup and everything, because Yara was yeah. the boy. She's crazy. I love that bitch. She's everything. They're the panel judges. It's time for the entrances. Um, can you remember any of the queens that sort of stood out to you on their entrance? Um, there's a few of them. I, I, I wanna, I wanna, uh, before going to uh, your, your, to answer your question, I was really, um, I was really taken by surprise that see the, the 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 set on season one of spain was very 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 reminiscent of season one of the actual u.s it had it had a couple of more uh elements that 
amped up the production a little bit more. But for me, it it was very um, similar. And 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 yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, it feels like season one, like the real thing. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. that that definitely uh, trigger brought brought like a lot of memories, and it, it was like <laughs> I was I was I was like nostalgic at the same time because I've here we are. 13 years after, you know, but um, um, <laughs> my main takeaway was it was very, very bright. I was like, the girls, there's just, just like there was like a million ring lights just shining uh -huh. in their face anytime. Oh. I just thought it was so bright. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was a harsh light. That's for sure. Yeah. I would say that I don't know, like, this is definitely a television program that will not have made it to Denver or Dallas or Puerto Rico for that matter. But uh, there was a TV show called Eurotrash, which was on Channel 4 back in the 90s. And it was all of that kind of inflatable furniture. And it was hosted by Jean-Paul Gaultier. And it was like all of these ridiculous European people kind of being crazy on obnoxiously colourful sets. And it's the second I saw this workroom, I was like, it is like someone has brought Eurotrash back to life. <laughs> I was very pleased by that. Okay. Yeah. I just needed Jean-Paul Gaultier to walk right. in there with Lola Ferrara and the massive tits. Wow. What a guest booking that would be, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and to look for this show. I haven't seen it. I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But to answer, uh, to answer, to go back to your question about the, the girls, uh, uh, the impact, I have a few of them that really uh, left me uh, breathtaking. Um, I'm going to start off with, um, wait, let me look at my notes. Let me look at my notes right here. Um, Ugasio Crujiente. Ugasio Crujiente. She was, uh, she was actually the girl that won uh, the wow. first challenge. Uh, I thought her entrance was just freaking spectacular. I never seen anything like it. She really looked like a walking piece of art. Um, uh, yeah. this, this girl, she has a... We better watch out for her because I I, I, I can see she has a very she has a very point uh, strong point of view as to who she is as an artist and I know that she's gonna bring to the table something that we have not seen before which is something really weird because we we you yeah. know there, there's so many girls and and some girls use inspiration from other girls and then they're not necessarily copying their aesthetic but by being inspired by them sometimes they 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 fit, they they fall short in adding that little extra element to the emulation to actually make it themselves and then they end up looking like a replica of another another contestant that we've seen on drag race and um mm -hmm. you know uh, this chick in particular ugasio oh my god their names yeah. uh, <laughs> ugasio well, ugasio. i'm glad you're struggling because i was like oh how am i going to yeah, yeah. She, she's the... i've written out a few attempts at it on my notes so ugasio, <laughs> ugasio is it ugasio yeah ugasio crujiente yeah. she's the one that 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 was like a like a picture like a frame she had like oh, yeah. a frame I, I know who she is i just oh, just the name she was yeah, just yeah. she was just brilliant she is ugasio Ugasio, mm. Ugasio Crujiente. And then uh, I want to I wanna highlight uh, Dovima Normi, uh, Normi. Dovima Normi. She was, she was on the bottom mm -hmm. too. Now, this chick, like her walking entrance was like, oh my fucking God. I was gagging. She gave me T Terry Mugler on the runway, like her look was just like stunning. I I live for that, for that really um, out of the box element on on a on a on a drag queen. You know, like I love. Those. Oh, she 
She was spectacular right. looking. She had this kind of like sinister Dita Von Tees alien kind of vibe going on. So much drama. Um, yeah, I, I, she was one of my my favorites as well for sure. A drama. That's the word. That's the right word to describe it. She was. She just. You have to look at her. It's like wow, you know. And I, I know some people are conflicted with the. the well, not not so much now, but back in the day, with people would look look at us weird with people, artists that will have that really like out of the box look. A lot of people don't understand. They didn't understand it back then, and now it's 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 refreshing to see how they've they've come to see the the artistic aspect of of all of it. Yeah. Um. The other chick that really blew my mind was Drag Vol- Volcano. Drag Volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that entrance look, honey. There was so much work in there, and she brought something completely different to the table she gave me it was like a bird was going to a carnival when she walked in with her outfit and everything it was just brilliant and um i'm sure you guys have heard of of um that the, the drag festival of uh uh la, on that the carnival, Olaf Palmas carnival of Las Palmas, right that's the yeah. kind of drag that she does and um and and i was happy to see I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this festival like the, the productions that, that the, 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 the contestants bring the drag performers bring they're like really freaking incredible and i was so happy to see because we've seen all kinds of styles of drag but this is the first time that we see someone with that kind with that aesthetic you know coming into the the drag race um family so uh that was um that was awesome i thought it was pretty fantastic I think those it's, three, it's so, those three were the ones that really caught my attention out of yeah. the, all the the girls that walked in. Uh, they're actually that. Well, I think two of them were were definitely very high up. My Drag Volcano, I think, is it's so interesting because like Grand Canaria is is there's like there's two big styles there. There is that kind of like proper Canarian drag, which is which is like the real over the top huge costumes, and then there's this very English drag that exists for like in the holiday place. So it's it's always unusual because we just had the Vivian on Drag Race UK who won, who also had come from a Grand Canaria background, and it's just so weird that you've got these two styles that are so different coming from the same from the same place. One that I also really really liked was um, Carmen Ferrara, like very. Like very sort of standard kind of you know a female illusionist queen, but just like carried with such a personality, like kind of like she described herself as knockoff Versace, and like had a very kind of like Mariah Carey kind of J Lo sort of you know I own this room vibe when she walked in, <laughs> and I love that kind of delusion in a drag queen. That's that's like yeah. that that's sort of like I I I am the I am the show. Uh-huh. I love when a person walks in and just you can see that rolling off them. <laughs> I saw as soon as I saw Carmen. And I was like, she is somebody who would represent Greece in the Eurovision. That's who she is. She's like Eleni yes. Foera, Fuego. Yeah. Like she, yeah, <laughs> she gave me. To she gave me. I love. I loved her. I loved her. Um, um, she gave me completely. Like I saw her, and she was so empowering. You know, like you said, uh, her security and the way she was owning it, everything. And she, she, she just looks like a top model. Let's face it. She looks like a top model. Um, I think um, she's one definitely mm-hmm. that we're gonna have to watch for because she has that element of like she's like she knows what she's in for and she feels like very secure about herself. It's a uh, it's a quality that 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 always it's 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 very important and it, it usually we see we see the girls 
on the finale on the top all with this qualities of you know having they know what they got to offer and they know they have their shit is the shit so you know i i think um she's she's definitely one to look for I did enjoy when she was like, it's Farala, not Farala, mm-hmm. which was very like in Harry Potter when she was like, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. That's what I thought that yeah. She made it clear. She made it clear. <laughs> she did. When you were talking about, you know, how Ugasio came in with a totally new point of view that we hadn't seen before, where some of the other girls in all of the franchises you can tell have been or, so, or might be inspired by previous girls. I think with... Arancha Korea La Mancha, the first queen who came in. You got Trixie Mattel straight away, right? And even like with the way the line of the makeup was drawn along her cheeks and like the sort of Barbie Barbie style. And it isn't like it doesn't knock off Trixie. It's just inspired by Trixie. But I was wondering, is that the first time where there's a clear sort of where you can draw the line from one queen to another queen in the franchise? Or do you think that's happened before? I think um I think I've seen it. I've seen it in in personalities, but in terms of look, I I I think this probably might have been the first time. But you know, you are absolutely right about um, Trixie Mattel and and okay, I'm I'm trying. To, I'm looking for my notes because I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing uh, Aranka Aranka Castilla. Yeah, Aranka Aranka Oranska. I don't know. Miss Castilla. I thought it was like a like a chat. Yeah, was yeah. it a chat? I don't know. <laughs> but Me telling the Spanish speaker I, how to pronounce words. I've just been I've just been calling her Antrax. Uh, so you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, that works. That works. That works. <laughs> I, I thought I I um I really I was blown away by the resemblance of Sagittaria and Aquaria. And she, she actually yes. told, uh, I, I watched the interviews, the, the previous interviews they did when they, when you meet the Queens, I watched it and she actually said that she was inspired by Aquaria. Um, but the resemblance is, it's ridiculous. They, they really, they really, um, like, I don't know, in terms of bone structure and the way that she paints her face and then the way she looks, she gave me Aquaria down. And, and mm-hmm. I thought that it was mm-hmm. interesting that we had a girl on the season that had issues with her the same issues uh, something similar not the same issues but when you if you think back at aquaria season miss cracker and her they had beef as well so i thought that so and i thought it was interesting and at the same time i thought it was a little odd because i felt like okay this is a new season and I feel like we're repeating history here. Like they brought two girls and then yeah. one of them happens to look like exactly like the other one, you know? It's a, so it was kind of <laughs> like interesting. And at the same time, it, you know, it raised some, some doubts and questions in my head, but um, I'm just interested to see whether, what, what, what direction is going to take and, and where they're, where yeah. they're going to go with it. What I found interesting was that, or not interesting, I think that exciting was that usually kind of like Drag Race now has gotten very, like it's, it is sort of somewhat formulaic in the casting and that you get kind of like a big girl, you get like a kind of like a, a kooky queen, a comedy queen. Whereas really in this lineup, there was like a lot of people who have very interesting and very different takes on what their drag is. And I just think that's going to make for an exceptionally exciting runway throughout the season because you're going to have people who are taking things way outside the box. Like it's not the sort of lineup that you often get of like sort of, you know, a lot of, you know, very 
nice gowns or whatever. So I'm I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, there's no pageant queens in this line. Probably because yes. there's yeah. less of a history of pageantry in Spain. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it I definitely agree. I think it's going to be super interesting. And uh, well, one of the interesting parts of this is that everyone has in this cast, in this particular cast, everyone has such a unique, different point of view of what their what drag is you know like they're they're all so different from each other and that also in itself creates conflict because when you look at it you know yeah, um that's true judges will be praising some of the girls and not so much others and then what that creates is that people start questioning themselves because you know they see the other girls and they probably they they criticize them for not being like what they think they should be like which is a which is it's human nature, and it, it, especially in drag, you know, we're drag, drag queens. We're all we're all super. Everyone is super competitive. Everyone wants to, you know, that we all and we all have our own idea of what we want to look like and what what is what means look good to to us. You know, everybody has a different. We all live in a different bubble, and we all have like different concepts. But it's 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 interesting when you put all these people in like one room, and then basically uh, uh sharing a, a, a an experience like this that and that creates conflict and conflict makes good tv is it out of the hundred and however many queens have ne- that have now walked into the workroom is this the first time we have ever seen a queen walk into the workroom wearing flats and <laughs> you know i have to ask you is that acceptable <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> well, um, uh, my sister Tammy Brown, she wore flats too. Uh, many oh, okay, times. okay. <laughs> she loved wearing flats, and 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 I just remember on the show we we we, we will always joke around about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a crime, I, and I think it should be. I think it's a crime, and I think it should be illegal. Okay, <laughs> trackies on flats unacceptable no 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 <laughs> well i do know it is illegal to wear flip-flops in spain when you're driving so it should also be illegal to wear flats right, while doing right. drag obviously if they're legislating about footwear yeah, yeah. it should be it should be actually in the contract of drag race no flats <laughs> yeah it should be <laughs> on the topic of being competitive I think Carmen stood out as the most competitive based on the fact she would not let go of that bull. She was, it was holding on to that horn of that bull for hours. It was brilliant. And then she was flipping her her, her hair. And even though when she was falling, she was making the faces. Like, you know a good picture was going to come out of that photo shoot. And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, sure they had, they, I'm sure they had more than one to pick from. So that was yeah. that was really cool, you know. That she, that, <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny that um, Poopy Poison commented that at one point uh, they could see uh, they, they could see uh, her balls when she yeah. was on the ball and everything. And I was like, ooh, we have a nasty one here. She's gonna she's gonna be the one new picking everybody. Watch out for that one. <laughs> Uh, in, in top, uh, you know, James mentioned that it has hit a formula, but this seemed a bit different. However, when the Macarena first thing was like, oh, I'm finding it difficult sometimes to be myself when I'm in a boy drag. And it seemed like a, a brief moment of vulnerability that we we're going to get to know her. I was like, she's going to go home. If we're getting this vulnerability straight away, 
means she's gonna go. I know, right? So, it's it's kind of like it, well, you watch the, the show and you continue to watch the show, and then you realize that when they're starting to focus more on one particular entertainer, you know that bitch is in the bottom. You know that she's in trouble mm-hmm, because they mm-hmm. they, they want to use the episode for people <laughs> to get them some airtime and and really know about their story and stuff like that. So I was right there with you, although. Um, uh, I, I I was sad to see her go because I thought she was so funny and she has so much personality um, and, and the yeah. way she walked into the room uh, and the words she was saying in Spanish. For, for me, it was very reminiscent of my, my, my drag years in Puerto Rico. Um, where where, where yeah. every time someone will, will walk in the room, they would be like very festive. And I don't know, I, I thought she was like uh, very entertaining and I would have loved to see more. Or maybe they bring her back. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, we saw in, in Australia that they just like brought a random queen back. Uh... No, I, I was, I had actually anticipated her going much further um, for, I don't know why I just had this, this idea that she was going to go quite further. So I was surprised. And even to be honest, when you get into the judging, and to the to the costumes and everything i i didn't feel like hers was the worst. necessarily yeah. the, the worst, the worst yeah. anyway but it was like i was i i was excited to see her as like a comedy queen because while there's lots of strong look queens here once you get to like your snatch game challenge or your comedy challenge like it, it does feel like there's not so many that have like have that have brought maybe those skills so much like i think it was her and maybe um puppy and, and i'd say carmen as well and the rest of them are more maybe a bit feel a bit more look focused so i think it's we're missing we're missing out on macarena for those challenges i understand <laughs> that puppy uh puppy is a well-known entertainer she's she's famous in spain She's a she's a big name. And in fact, one of the judges actually commended her because after having such a big career as a dragon, she's a legend in Spain. She's she's been around. She's well known. And you, you see someone like that going into a show, you know that um, regardless of your reputation of you being a, a star already, if you're doing wrong in the challenges, we are they're going to rip you to pieces. And, mm. and, you know, you have to have like a lot of courage to to come into something, a show like that. And it, I, I personally think Poopy's super funny. I've seen, I've seen some of her clips on, on YouTube on, of, of, of her comedy. She's, uh, she's great in the microphone. She's very uh, funny, but I don't necessarily think that her drag is polished. And other than, no. other, other than that, uh, she she was a walking piñata. You know, it, it was just <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. It was so bad. It was everything. It, it was too much of everything in the wrong places. Yeah, let, let's get into the to the main challenge challenge look so we can continue with Poopy. Like, I mean, you, you won this challenge in your series, so I'm sure you're you know, a lot more <laughs> finessed with the details than I would be. And yes, I thought it was horrendous. It looked like a real, real mess. But I kind of also loved it because... Like even like the makeup, like I just I looked at her and I was like, that is a 40 year old mom in Dublin out with her friends singing karaoke. <laughs> and I kind of love her for it because she doesn't seem to give a shit. Fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, she she sold her. She sold her costume. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She was mopping the floor and it was it yeah. was funny. We 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 had laughs. I laughed watching it, but at the same time, it was funny and everything. Yeah, it was, but it was a disaster. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was going for. I'm hoping that's what she was going for, and then she's gonna prove me wrong, and then she's gonna next week. Maybe she's gonna pull out this yeah. fierce look or anything. But yeah. even in her entrance, she 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 yeah, what was that? I, Robin Hood. It was Heidi. Weird... 
lady <laughs> high. It, it was funny. It was funny, right? I don't know. I was like, uh, <laughs> it was. I thought he was. I thought he was funny. She she yeah. made me laugh. Yeah. And everything. She, so I mean, she had a look of kind reason, of. I hope she had a look of just somebody like had just fallen into a shower curtain um, and was like a bit drunk at a party. And I do think like kind of obviously with the with the entrance look as well. Like her makeup, like a, it, performance is obviously her thing. Like you could see the way she sold it on the main stage, like all of that stuff. Like that is a huge personality there. And like it'll just it yeah. really will depend on how much the judging panel are like prioritizing polish and looks over personality and performance. Um but yeah. Yeah. True. I, I wasn't happy with um when I, I noticed if you go back and watch the show again, um um I I I've no I've known I've known Poopy, don't know her personally, but I've known none of her career for years. Um, and um, um, when she walked into the room, she was immediately funny. But she started picking on on Ugasio Crujiente. She she was she was throwing um, she was throwing looks and she was throwing like little uh, catchy uh, word, word phrases in Spanish and everything. And if you if you go back and see that moment, you you see that uh, uh, Ugasio Crujiente was 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 actually uncomfortable. Because uh, here's the thing, um, um, Poopy is well known, and then and, and some of these kids they're they're like they're like starting their career. So by having a celebrity next to to them, basically in the same competition and picking on them, or or, or I thought that 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 you know I thought like oh here comes the shady bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought like so. I think uh, I think Poopy will be the one that's gonna be giving everybody a run for the money in terms of like she she will be the one now picking up fights and stuff like that. Um, and it will be interesting to see, like I said, that's going to be good TV, yes, honey. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, James, but I don't think that level of shade that you were describing there came across in the subtitles to us. Uh, uh, so I, maybe this conspiracy goes all the way to the top. Even the subtitler is trying to make her stay. I got, the, I, I got the sort of the notion that some shade is going on by like a bit of a change in music, but also like um, Hugasio, whose name I, I pronounce extremely badly, does seem someone who's very in their own head and probably is going to get in their own way because like they're, if I remember there was like a bit of a meltdown in the, the workroom and kind of like a kind of a you know a stress even though they are so creative and then even when they're performing like when like that like that makeup was like some of the best makeup we've ever ever seen on Drag Race and like that was spectacular like, you know like Amazing. Kim Chi Crystal Method like you know like this is the sort of you know whatever and, and the performance with the, the with the little mop hands was so funny and clever but then like in the ad for next week's episode you see them having a meltdown so it could just be that sometimes you know if someone has a nervous disposition it kind of reads to the rest of the room and it could be, it's easy to pick up on. So potentially that could be it. If they're sort of standing in there freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Poopy could be like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go in on this kid. <laughs> he, he seems, he seems very, he seems very, uh, Ugasio, Crujiente, he, he seems very vulnerable, very, very vulnerable. He seems like a, someone like very, like a very shy person, you know, that, that, that probably during his life, uh, he he was he was in in his in his own shell, like afraid to come out, you know. And 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 drag drag is that outlet that has actually given him the 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 power has empowered him to really be mm. his true self. And he's he's putting all that energy. That's what he's creating. Uh, 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 that art, I I think I've never seen anything like it. I think it was yeah. just. 
He's 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 uh he's one to watch definitely. But that is the word for it. It was it was high art. It was Picasso. It was Edward Munch's The Scream. It was like I also pictured like the little sad like um can't remember the name the the girl in in Les Mis you know, and it's her face at the front of the uh like the poster. I just thought it was fantastic. The, the you do kind of look at all the pigmentation, the pigmentation of yes. his makeup. I I was like. What is she using? <laughs> like literally the way that it, it was so pronounced, the colors were so incredibly vivid. Mm. It, it was it was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Let's jump to Inti, someone we haven't spoken about yet on the show. She gave me this very, uh, on her entrance look, she gave me that punk rock energy. Mm. I, I wrote here, I, I wrote here uh, that she, she gave me like a, a very feminine uh feminine energy mixed with a club kid because she she had the mm-hmm. the red this is her entrance look where she walked in all dressed up in red and yeah. she was wearing those really tall platforms but then again she, she was like she felt very androgynous uh, her face yeah. she, she gives me woman realness for days she she looks like a girl totally mm. like a chick uh and then her runway look i thought it was really beautiful the way that she actually executed that uh, the the front of her dress was made out of ties yes yeah, yeah, it was yeah. made out of ties and then um i thought it was very sexy it was very hot couture um i hated the shoes i thought the shoes were horrendous um <laughs> yeah the, and th- th- those were the highlights those were my notes I was like, oh my god the shoes i love so the, the headpiece i thought the headpiece was great yes. the head was cool yeah she she used the material she the material she had on her box she she really put them together beautifully and it was it was really well executed and i also think she she has a lot this chick has a lot of potential i think she's she's a one to watch as I, well. i'm just looking at the looks here i, I think you're after i loved the the entrance look it did have that real cool punk kind of vibe to it and i think she has one of the most interesting faces that like i've i've seen on drag race yes. and the the rummage sale yes. look is really cool but you are right those shoes look like there's something that like your nan would slip on to run down the oh shops to get some milk God, that was another scene of the show it's like why <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh no 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 I think Oh, I think it's maybe no. worth pausing because we didn't really discuss that there's four non-binary queens in this season, which was definitely something of note, which I thought was good. To yeah, chat about. I mean, it's, I think it's fantastic to see Drag Race is becoming much more inclusive of like the different kind of gender expressions and particularly say with Gottmik on the American one last year, kind of, and now Rue seems much more open to casting uh, like casting people from multi, like whatever gender background and I think that can mm. only make the competition stronger because it's only going to open it up to more interesting and more artistic people so I think it's it's really exciting and it's so exciting that the international versions are taking a lead on that rather than just kind of say oh no we need to be safe and just you know get in the, the regular girls we we're, they want to try and look for interesting cast so that's what I, 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 I'm, I think that's brilliant I think it's a great statement for the show yeah. I think so too I think um, it's part of um I, I, I attribute I attribute that to to the show itself because I think of the show is um, um, as uh, uh, inspire so many people to actually do drag and 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 get out of their comfort zone and try new things and and um, uh, I, I love seeing uh, how how the it's like the spectrum is it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and and for 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 rue to allow you know uh, everyone to be part of it it's it's it makes it inclusive you know yeah. it's, it's it's a beautiful thing absolutely 
Next up then is Arantra, or as James calls her, Anthrax. Um, They were wearing a rhubarb and kind of custard style matching crop top and skirt. I didn't think this was great. It didn't seem to fit her particularly well. I didn't really like the the shoes. I was a bit disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I I wrote on my nose, uh, reminiscent of a Barbie doll. That's what I wrote on my nose. Um, I I was, um, yeah, I wasn't really, I love her laugh. Yeah. I love her laugh. Mm-hmm. That's, this is what I love about her. I love her laugh and her personality. I think she's she's bubbly and, you know, she's cute and she's just happy. Like, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't see this queen. I, I, I don't picture this queen ever being sad or, 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 or upset or anything like that. In that, I like her look. Yes. I thought, um, it was very, um, it was maybe, uh, simple will be the, the, the word that maybe I'm, um, I should use, um, for drag race that I, I wish I would have seen a little bit more production there. And you, when she got her box to create her outfit, it was a, it, it was, it was a version of her, it was a version of what she wore mm-hmm. of, of her of coming inside the room. It was a, a, like a tight skirt with like a cute top. Um, you know, it was well executed, but um, I kind of love the that gun she she had with the with the yeah, bubbles. The bubbles yeah. That, that, yeah. that was. Uh, I wonder if that was in the box or if she brought it to the set. <laughs> if she brought it to the set, that was brilliant. I thought it was cute. Uh, She's but, like, whenever um, I do, I'm not confident in my look, bring out the bubble gun. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did. Think, yeah. I noticed because when she obviously walked into the work to the workroom initially, she had a, a hair dryer that that wasn't plugged in, and then she had the bubble gun <laughs> on the runway, and it's like, is this going to be your thing? Bringing like uh-huh, little props, guns. <laughs> 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 ringing the props yes. oh. next up is killer queen i think uh she her she was like her her moat was beat so well i thought she looked really really strong from like the neck up and and overall she looked great as well i just i clocked the bodice and i was like oh michelle wouldn't like that because it's not cinched enough but i yeah. thought she looked good like she was one of the better one of, like in the top half of the cast yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I think uh, Killer Queen. I I'm fascinated with the fact that that this guy has a, a another career as a doctor. You know, like yeah, a, like a, he's a he's a he's a he's a doctor, and I think that's freaking awesome. Um, I can only imagine on um, this guy. Um, you know, having a full agenda because of his his main job, and and then making the extra time to actually go out and do drag and perform and or or put his costumes together like like this is freaking i think it's freaking amazing um i i i also when i saw her on the on her entrance look i thought she gave me uh she gave me very club kid too she i think she was dressed up in blue she had like like two blue ponytails that was her entrance look but then yeah on her runway look i liked her runway look the only thing that i was strip out of her uh runway look were the sleeves I love the corset and I love the skirt. I thought the corset was really beautiful where, where it was like covered like in flowers. With the, but yeah. then she had like, yeah, it was all flowers. But then she had like um, like sleeves or it was something covering her shoulders. I think if she would have pulled those out, it would have been like a little bit more flattering. Like it would have uh, her 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 waist and everything would have 
her body would have been more more looked more proportionate. I didn't like the volume that that what she was wearing on her shoulders. I thought it that it looked a little bit odd. But overall, it was really well. Uh, it was cohesive and it was really well executed. And I thought she looked good. Yeah, too. I thought she looked she looked fantastic. I loved the color of the wig she went for with the whole look because I think it it kind of it just really meshed well with the, like purple of the flowers so much. You're right. I think that the the shoulder pieces were probably unnecessary. And she had like like a, like a, a garden hanging basket as like a purse which I just thought was really fun uh, as kind of you know as like a prop that sort of it, it kind of adds something really exciting or different to the to look I, I really liked her uh, and, I, and I did like I, I did like how she had the, she wore the mask like she was the only queen who wore the mat who wore a mask coming into the uh, coming into the workroom which I think is sort of like an interesting nod to the time we've just come through and obviously as a doctor is, is going to have that link to it so yeah True. I think overall even though I didn't end up thinking about her until we just talked about her now I'm like no yeah I, I like her overall I'm <laughs> she didn't get much time in the episode at all yeah. really um uh, yeah. next up is Sagittaria and I suppose now that you've put Aquaria into my head I'm uh-huh. like this is this is like Aquaria's lightning bolt look that she did right with her in her ball where she had completely yeah completely but this her, was fantastic her, this was really it was beautiful. it was beautiful it was it was really well together although the wig was horrendous <laughs> that wig i'm sorry sorry she pulled that hair out of a bag like literally shake it and wore it didn't even style that hair and and it, it was so distracting because that look was so fantastic it was so really well executed and well put together um and her body her her waist it was so skinny it was, it was just like oh my god she looked she looked great but the hair i think she would have she would have probably looked better with a different different style you know her hair didn't necessarily do it for me did it for me but i thought it was very futuristic and very creative i mean i could tell the the wig was probably a shake and go wig but the actual style of it gave me kind of sophie ellis baxter i don't know if, if you know her but she's like a pop singer from the uk i fully so I see liked the, it i fully see the sophie yeah. ellis baxter thing but i do think it kind of takes it from like a super high fashion thing to like it almost has like a like a um a, a stripper in the jetsons look because it has that like 50s kind of <laughs> the flip, flip, the flip hair right it was like a little flip <laughs> so it sort of it sort of takes away a bit from the cool factor of the outfit having the hair but uh, hmm. yeah only to a tiny extent <laughs> uh, up to up to macarena yes i can't even replace the button on my trousers and even i was like oh well she hasn't hemmed the bottom no it was just the bottom of the dress was terrible and then the fact that there was something hanging the, like a piece of paper hanging in the bottom of the dress yes that yeah. was that was sad because well i mean i was gonna say someone could have pointed that out in the workroom or something like mm-hmm. that but everybody i'm sure everybody was too busy getting ready like like for for their looks and and probably no one did notice that but it was kind of sad the thing is that the 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 what she chose to create it wasn't a flattering a flattering silhouette for her it it didn't really work and then um yeah it was just i did like i did like the 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 flamingo on her shoulder and the way that it had um she she started covering. I don't know what was that. I don't know if it was like petals or like like buttons or something. And they were like like pink or red. And then they they started like it was like a cascade where where like they were they were falling on the dress. And I thought that that was that was a really cool detail. Like um, obviously with really uh with really amazing uh, materials that would have looked like really stunning. Or maybe if the flamingo would have been a little bit um, it would have been it, it looked a little a little a little like 
that Flamingo was having a hard time. <laughs> You know, but uh, <laughs> but um, I did not like also the, her choice of color with the with the with the with the color mm -hmm. palette that she was wearing on her outfit. I think the hair was was too distracting. Uh, the color yeah. of the the hair, I think, what was it? Yellow, very canary yellow. Yes, um, <clears throat> with the I think with the the purples and the pinks that she was wearing, that that she could have probably uh, picked something else as far as um, so that it would look more together. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. think there was there was a lot going on between the flamingo and then the cascading rose petals and then the super yellow hair and then she was carrying a rubber duck and then the bottom of the dress had like the weird piece of fabric hanging out like there was a lot of little mistakes and i kind of think that like if it had fit slightly more and maybe if she made it a short dress instead or there was like lots of different things that that probably could have could have elevated it um but but no but i i i had anticipated her being in the bottom three with it but hadn't thought that she would end up in the bottom two next up is dovima and i feel like i feel if she had taken them all off and put them on a different way, it could have worked. See, my problem with her is that um, from what she what she was wearing, she was wearing a pair of boots, she was wearing a pair of gloves, and she was wearing a dress of mesh that I'm pretty sure she brought on her back. The only thing I think she got on her body that was not on her on her on her uh, uh, that was from her box was the hose that she used to wrap around her, which I actually loved the way that it looked i did love the way that it looked and she looked stunning like like when she when she turned around and, and I, she's got that it factor it's what i'm trying to say like she really caught my attention when i saw her and and i and even though i don't think she created a lot from the materials that she got from the box but she wore a lot of stuff that she brought from home and I think the challenge was really creating something from scratch. Yeah, usually, you, um, I remember, I specifically remember when I was in this same experience, we were able to use our, our, our the undergarments. We were able to use our undergarments and the, the, the accessories as, as far as like earrings and or maybe a necklace, but everything else. It was supposed to be created from scratch. I'm not sure she created that. I, I don't know if that mesh she was wearing, but to me, it looked like something that was probably that that was already made. I I think that's the, the like to be honest. I think like when you see it in a like when you see it in a photograph, it looks really cool. And the yeah. and the like the the hosing has this like awesome kind of like body armor kind of outlining the shape thing, and even the mesh looks really like kind of like it looks really cool on top of it. But like when she was walking, she could barely like she could barely walk in it, and it felt really constricted and like like it it almost looked like she it looked like she had unintentionally like fallen into a fishing net. And kind of like couldn't like couldn't move properly, and that I just found that really distracting. Because as cool as it looked when she was like in still, it just was sort of like seeing her kind of like inch down the runway, and like them focusing in on like the 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 like the mesh caught around her shoes and all the rest of it. It's just like I was like, this is just distracting. I wanted uh, gone off my screen now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was painful yeah. to watch. It was painful to watch. <laughs> Uh, I, I specifically remember that one of the judges told her that um, that she needed to she needed to, to to wear something that was a little bit more 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 that would allow her to 
be a little bit more fluid on the runway, yeah. and I think she responded something like like most of her drag was like 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 uncomfortable. And then he he replied to her like, well, you know, I'm I'm a fan of uncomfortable looks, but but you know, you gotta you gotta do it so that you can look graceful on the dra- on the on the runway. And um, yeah, I mean, I did like I I liked I love her aesthetic. Is what I think what I'm trying to say because she has she has a her point of view that is really strong, and she's give me that um, she gave me that really fashion forward um, goth dark queen. Uh, almost avant-garde is what I'm getting from her, and um, and I, I would love to see I love to see more of her. Although I I also sense him as being very shy. I have to say when I saw Supreme chaffed Carmen Ferrara in the workroom, and there was just that you know rectangle of material on the ground, I was like, this isn't looking good. And then she turned that corner on the runway, and she was she looked fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I was blown away with the fitting mm-hmm. of that thing she was wearing. Her, those pants that looked like she bought that thing. It was so perfect. Like it, the way that it that it that it was all. It was just perfect. He he must be a designer, or Actually. he or he knows sewing or or a seamstress or something. He he he's he's had, it's got to be educated because that was really 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 well executed and it fit beautiful. She looked gorgeous and so confident and i was i was blown away i'm right like you because when i saw that piece of fabric i was like what are you going to yeah. do with that and then she said initially she said she was going to do a dress when the when the when the when the host um asked her um uh she said that she was thinking a dress but i, I was like a dress with the whole fabric <laughs> and then she turned out this beautiful three-piece set because even, even the bra had the same mm-hmm. pattern of the it was just so well executed and, yeah. and 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 let's not forget one thing he is freaking gorgeous oh as a man i yeah. think yeah. he's so hot yeah i was like oh that's the train <laughs> that's the train of the season right there it, it actually it's funny that i was thinking back because obviously we were going to be talking to you so i was thinking about it things in terms of season one of of drag race um of Drag Race I was gonna say Drag Race US because like that now there is so many you have to differentiate and I was like I did get sort of like I remember there's uh, the queen Rebecca Glasscock was on your season beautiful man beautiful like in drag absolutely gorgeous but sort of didn't necessarily have the skills around like creating costumes and that to kind of bring it so I kind of had put Carmen in that same vain i thought, thought like that, that was gonna be the case. yeah exactly <laughs> and then came out in this like gorgeous 90s j-lo uh, goddess moment uh, uh, and it just oh completely God. changed my opinion of them uh, in the competition now that you say that it's, it's great that you bring that um um to to the to that topic of conversation because it is the same as um you know there's so many they put you to do they put you through so many different challenges and so many different things but Making making an outfit, it's not necessarily a skill that every drag queen knows or mm-hmm. every drag queen must know. Because the reality is that a lot of these queens, they don't do anything with the sewing machine. They have people that create their clothing for them. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, yes, it's fundamental to put things together and and i mean you have to know how to use your glue gun if you, if you don't know how to use a sewing machine or at least put a look together but um we've seen some great um great queens throughout the years fall because their their sewing skills are are bad you know um 
lucky yeah miss carmen has that so 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 i look forward i hope that they have more challenges where where they are uh that where they have to create stuff from scratch yeah absolutely finally then is drag volcano i have to say i i thought this should have been in the bottom probably over dovima because i suppose at least dovima had an interesting point of view I wasn't really sure what was going in. Was she wearing tinsel on her boobs? Again, the cape wasn't hemmed. I just, I was like, not for me. You were thrown off by that by that look. Yeah, I, I just always think tinsel looks kind of crafty. Well, remember, it the look was supposed to be together with what you got on your box. Well, that's true. Maybe all she got so, was tinsel. So all she got, that, I, and I, and I, um, the reason I tell you this is because when I. I, I agree with you. Um, um, I, I don't think it was flattering at all, but I did saw that she was doing, she created something with what was given to her. Mm. And True. even that curtain that she used that curtain as the, her hair, that it was like all the way to the floor. I thought that was like, like really True, clever. Yeah. Yeah. I would have gotten that. And I would probably, like, what do I do with this? You know? So I, I thought, even though her outfit was not my favorite one, or it was not maybe flattering, I thought um, the execution with the materials that she had, it was really well made. Um, She might have just got an ugly box. That made it for me. That made even 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 took her boots and put the 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 foil foil per was that that was foil. Yeah, foil. Yeah, looked like it. (laughs) Um, And I thought that was like, well, there you go. She's clever. She 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 had her shoes already made. She wasn't gonna make the shoes on the show, but she yeah, covered yeah. them with, with the crappy material she was given. <laughs> I I liked how like I I thought that that like she is enormous, which is like just this huge presence. Um, and I did like the kind of carnival like Grand Canarian kind of vibe that that it gave off. But it did make me kind of think because I know that once you get into Drag Race, it's kind of about not repeating yourself. So it's like these shoes are they going to be a feature every week? Because they are kind of cool, but like after while it, it might um you know you might end up kind of getting a, a bit repetitive but i i so if you were michelle you'd be like my challenge to you is this. don't wear the hit yeah, no I, I didn't i didn't find it particularly exciting i didn't think it was amazing but i, I thought it was good and I, I was impressed by like the skill and like you said about the, the like using the tinsel as the hair i thought that was so clever mm-hmm. Because it just like yeah. it, it like it meant that even the wig that was being worn had been made yeah. out of out of materials that you'd gotten as part of the challenge. Yeah, the flowers that she had, she had like flowers like on her the the front yeah. of her head, and I think those flowers were probably coming from the box as yeah. well. Um, um, but but then again, you you have a very strong uh, point of view of um, with with the with the with the platforms, um, and um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see her if she can actually walk on pumps or 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 like five five inch hill, you know, because it's a different it's set of skills, you know. You put you put queens that don't wear those platforms; they're gonna be on the floor in a minute. The same thing works in reverse, so it'll be interesting to see if the judges are going to challenge her to actually wear a pair of pumps or change her you know the the platforms yeah it would be a very it'd be very difficult to give executive realness wearing those those uh <laughs> those. <laughs> right on. Oh my God. <laughs> so hugasio wins i was delighted it kind of looked like the judges were going to go for carmen um who would have also been a valid winner but i was kind of gunning for hugasio um yeah. sagittarius also in the top and then dovima is in the bottom three and then mac 
Oh no, is in is in the bottom two, sorry, with the Macarena and Poopy is safe. I mean it probably should have been Poopy and the Macarena, like we've said earlier on. Like they were both Yeah. Of I a think similar so too. Elk, but um, I honestly, in my as my point of view, I thought I thought um I thought Macarena did a better lip sync than 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 Dorvina. I, I think I, so until the wig came off. I yeah, that yeah. that that changed the dynamic of of the because then after she lost her wig, I felt that she became she knew that she had messed up and it was a really bad moment. So then it, it I felt like a sense of a desperation to try to save the act, but then it became like obvious that 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 wig should have stayed on and 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 it fucked up the, the whole thing. So um, the song was "So Brave Vivere" by Monica Naranjo. Ma, ma, Monica Naranjo. Monica Naranjo. Sobreviviré, which means I, I will survive. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. So, are you familiar with the song? Yes, 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 yes. It's a very popular song. Uh, a very popular artist. Uh, uh, mostly in the in the in the Hispanic market. Uh, it was this. This song was uh, like a big hit. Um, in, back in the day when it when it when it came out, it, it it was like really famous in in Puerto Rico. Was like on on all the radio stations. Um, and Monica Naranjo, she's a famous artist from Spain. Okay, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. It wasn't the sort of song that I would have imagined would be the because it was kind of a bit like Bjork or something like that. It was kind of very alternative, wasn't it? If you if you look for 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 the the artist, she's uh she has a very edgy aesthetic and okay. um and that's what's made her uh very popular. Um she's gorgeous. Um um she she became really famous because um half of her hair was like black and the other half of the hair was blonde. Okay. Okay. Kind of cruel. She did very, very, very money, Manila Luzon yes. with yes. the black and white, you know. <laughs> but this was uh, this was back in the '90s when she came out um, and became really famous. Uh, beautiful voice, and all her songs have that edge that you that you are describing uh, with Bjork. Um, uh, and I, I think it's. I was surprised to see. Um, uh, that they picked a song from from her, but it all makes sense because it's, it's Drag Race Spain. So I wouldn't be surprised if all the songs that we are going to be listening throughout the show are going to be from Spain um, artists. Okay, so I'm not going to get any Shakira though. <laughs> no, no, I, this isn't a, this is an assumption I'm making. But you might get a Shakira. Uh, why not? I think um uh, yeah, I think um any any um. Any uh, uh, Hispanic, la- any Latino um, influence yeah. would would would, would hmm. really I, go. I well accept with it's going to be it's going to be Shakira in Spanish in the Spanish language. That's fine. <laughs> I can take I can accept that. <laughs> you love Shakira, I can tell. I'm excited for just like Spanish lip syncs and like Spanish language lip syncs because I think it's like really and it's also great when they hi- when when they highlight artists from the area because then you learn something else about kind of part of it because that song was i found that song really fun i i thought it was like a fun pop song it might even end up on a running playlist who even knows but um but i did i did i did i did i did really enjoy it um but so nina from i suppose from a puerto rican perspective what like how similar is drag like i suppose drag from the spanish area to what like i suppose you would see in that kind of like latin american kind of um forum it's uh it's uh, there there are some similarities um 
Uh, I would say we, we have a little bit of everything back back home in Puerto Rico. We have the, we have that diversity of, of, of different styles and and we have the polished girls, we have the pageant girls, we have the out of the box girls, we have the cookie queens. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I, I think it, 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 it's not fair to say that it would be kind of like a representation of what we have in Puerto Rico because it's two different flavors, completely different flavors. Um, um, uh, we, we, we tend to add a little bit more spice to it mm-hmm. <laughs> back in Puerto Rico. Uh, and um, I, do, I don't, I haven't experienced drag in Spain. I'm just saying this based on what I the, saw the on show, the show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but in Puerto Rico, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's, they, they, they take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very seriously. Um, <laughs> it's very competitive. And then they, we have the houses in Puerto Rico. We have, we oh, have cool. the houses of drag and um mm. and the houses they are very it's uh you see you see a constant battle between houses and it's like uh it's uh every, everyone is always uh, you, you know trying to look the best and it's like and then all the houses they help their girls when they put them in in, in, in pageants and all that stuff so it's a very 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 competitive is what i'm trying to say but it's and there's so many of us it's like the we're like the gremlins we we got wet and reproduced remember that movie yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what happened with drag (laughs) but it's happened all over the world we're like the gremlins we got wet and reproduce and reproduce and reproduce and reproduce and i think it's a beautiful thing that we're everywhere right now so that's awesome (laughs) so i mean i feel we are contractually obliged by the powers of hosting a drag race podcast to ask you you know all-star six was announced the arrow sophia is in it there's a lot of sort of wave of older contestant queens coming back would you ever consider it (laughs) yes 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 it's in the it's 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 in my mind one of these days you'll see her back (laughs) (laughs) i put her away for some time um um, the reality is that um um and this is just a side note sharing with you guys when i moved to the u.s i was I, i moved here and it was a fresh start for me um i moved here to be close to the man that i fell in love with um, and still in love with, um, and, and I was, I had already been doing drag for like almost mm-hmm. like 17 years, uh, back in Puerto Rico. So, um, when I started doing drag, I always thought that my drag had like yeah. an expiration date by, by leaving Puerto Rico. I thought that in my head, in my head space, I thought that that was my time that I was starting like a new life with a new, you know, uh, new goals and, and new things. And, to new, 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 new challenges. And, and yeah, exactly. Um, and new goals basically. And, and it was like a pressing the reset button for me. And, um, and you know, things, the first year that I came here, things didn't necessarily work in my favor. So, uh, it, 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 things weren't happening. I was constantly frustrated and I was actually, I committed myself to be here for a year. And after a year, things weren't happening for me. I was packing my bags and going back home. But the fact that it was very hard for me to uh, find a job here because this it, everything was hard. It was the first time I was away from all I ever knew. I barely dominated the language, um, and and I was I was away from my family, which which had uh, are a big part of my life and my friends and everything. So starting from scratch was a little bit harsh, and um, I I had to call a friend in Puerto Rico and have him start sending me all my drag. I left all my drag in Puerto oh. Rico. Um, 
And then I, I found a place that was like interested in having me because I, I was able to show them some of my videos and some of the stuff that I did in Puerto Rico. And then they, they opened up their, their, their doors to me and they say, well, well, we'll have you come over and perform. And then I, I started making a little bit of money by performing here and performing there. And next thing I knew, I was cast on RuPaul's Drag Race. So as crazy as it sounds, when I went on the set of Drag Race, I, I didn't have anything, anything custom yeah. made or anything that was like new for me to wear on the show. All the stuff that I wore on the show was stuff that I had already wore back in Puerto Rico. It was basically the wardrobe that I had at that time. And, uh, and, uh, and then, well, after filming the show, that really kind of like changed everything for me. My life did a 180 on a really positive note, you know, like th things started to happen. All those people that shut their doors at me and they didn't want to hire me now all over the Southern, everybody wanted me to work with them. So it was uh, very rewarding and it was awesome. And I, I could tell you like Drag Race really kind of like saved my life because it it it, it yeah. opened so many doors for me uh, in, a, in a really great light. And, um, and yes, I... I, I came here, but when I came to the U.S., my main goal was to focus on my music career because I've been mm -hmm. a DJ for many. I've been a DJ since 1989. That was my my first residency. You probably weren't even born. I was I was I was <laughs> I seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been around for a little while. And when I moved to the U.S., I wanted to. I I, I told myself like I gave drag a great yeah. part of my life. Now I want to focus on my my on my on my other passion, my yeah. my first passion, which is music, and 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 I, even though I wanted to stop doing drag, I mean I got in this great opportunity to be on television and on Drag Race. So I know, couldn't yeah. just yeah. dismiss that. Yeah. So you know I I kept performing for a good amount of years. I created this amazing show in 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 the city where I was living in Denver that it was called Drag Nation. And I was the host of the show, and I had the show for seven years. After seven years, I I, I left the show because I, I didn't want to do it no more. I it, I wanted to take a break from it. It was just too much, uh, too much drama, too much responsibilities, and I just wanted to be focused on. I really wanted to just drag is time consuming you you really want to look good you you have to give it time you have to learn music you have to do new costumes you have mm -hmm. to you have to prepare you it's a lot of work yeah so i was i was I, and it was taking a lot of time from from my my music production so i i i use the platform that drag race gave me to bring my dj to where i yeah. wanted you know my platform at drag race basically gave me that that presentation car and say like, Hey, this is what I got. This is what I got to offer. I work here. I did this. And then doors started opening with like all the, the big promoters, the, the party promoters, the circuit party promoters. And yeah. I started making, I started getting to where I wanted to be. And that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm, I, I, I've reached my goal and I'm leaving my dream, but there's this part of me in the back of my head that says you have one goal that you haven't accomplished yet. And you have to go back at it and finish that. So <laughs> I, <laughs> to answer your and question, I think that yes. <laughs> it, for you, Drag Race has kind of evolved to catch up with your aesthetic in a way that maybe like there, there was a period of time where 
kind of the more alternative aesthetics weren't kind of at, like weren't as appreciated maybe in the drag race space whereas now it is so much more kind of about that very self-expression so i think that in a way this is this would be a great opera this would be a great marriage now for you to look at going back and bring the yeah we'll all star seven we'll, we'll be we'll be front row tickets at the finale <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well i'm not supposed to talk about anything of Zip. this but <laughs> no um man i say i say i say um i say um i say yeah. never say never um yeah i i i've i've been offered the opportunity but i i i don't want to go unless i'm really fully prepared you know what i'm saying like i've been like i i haven't been performing for like like in full drag i haven't performed since my girl evie oddly was cast oh, on, okay okay so that's on drag race years, three years now. yeah and and then she got cast on the show and she won the show so when she won it was like for me it was like yeah. passing the baton because she's from denver so and that's what i did like it was for me it was like closing the chapter my girl got it you know and and i um and and it was a it was a, a great a great great graceful moment to kind of like slowly disappear silently disappeared <laughs> like like homer say, oh, simpson she... going back into the bush she all of a sudden vanished yeah uh that she but she never retired if, if, if you guys uh if you guys see um my my entire uh career as a dj is based on my brand which is yeah. uh, nina flowers i still paint beat my face every time that i'm gonna i'm gonna play a set and it's part of my set people won't even hire me if i'm not wearing my makeup Okay. So you know, uh, Nina Flowers has not really retired. I just, I just haven't been performing in full drag because yeah. when I DJ, it's more like boy drag. I beat my face for the gods, but I'm more like boy drag. I don't, I don't wear heels. It, yeah. It's got to be comfortable because there's, there's, there's a lot to be done. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I have contemplated the the idea of uh, coming back and 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 you know going going that for that for that little. For that little challenge that I haven't finished yet, yeah. that needs to be accomplished, <laughs> and it's to <laughs> get, but get you, that, you're still, that crown. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we love you, Miss BB. We love you, but it's my time now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Nina, thank you so much for joining us today, giving oh. us so much of your time. This is why you're the original Miss Congeniality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for this incredible opportunity to participate oh, with you. It's so um, lovely to talk to you. <laughs> and and I really hope that that you got some great responses after you guys are this episode airs and everything. And if there's anything, if you guys ever want me back on the show, I'll be more than happy. This has been really fun. It, it was more than I knew it was going to be a fun time. I haven't. Let me tell you, this is the first one that I, the first one of these that I do. I've I've been oh, invited wow. many, many times. I've never done one before. This is the first one that I do, and I've had a way more fun than than, than I knew that I would. So oh, thank, thank you guys for the opportunity <laughs> and 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 much success to you with with the project. And I I hope that you guys continue to to um to be successful at it. Lovely. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. So we'll, we'll leave this all in so everyone can hear the praise. Like Down Under, I am somewhat despairing as to the quality of the looks we're going to get, but 
at the same time, we have someone like Ugasio who is fantastic. So it's going to be interesting. I would say that I am loving the diversity of the cast. I can already tell, like, it's kind of, I can already tell there's like four or five queens that I'm kind of, like, that I'm, I, I'm invested in and who I feel will bring strong performances on the runway and, and, and have sort of maybe potential for good drama. So I'm excited for that. I think that it's probably, a, in my estimation, a stronger opening than either Holland or Down Under. Uh, I would say as far as opening episodes go, this is probably up there with, with UK season one. I, I was, uh, I, I mean, you know, it hasn't quite touched. There's no, There's nothing yet to hold a torch to the magnificence of Canada, but... You know, I think that this did a really good job. There was an interesting uh, cast. I do feel that in in our recap today, I think we got lost in the icon that was Nina Flowers. But um, I do also think that these opening episodes sometimes can be a little bit of a, like it's kind of a roll call. You're just trying to figure out who people are. So, Mm. you know. But then having her and giving us that context, like I was going to say, one of my stars from the opening episode, surprising, is Poopy Poison. But knowing that she's a celebrity, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I suppose it's... Yeah. She's not as much of a gem in the, in the dust that I thought she was in that episode, which was like, I hate everything you're doing, but I love it at the same time. No, it's like, you, 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 I love everything you're doing, but God, you look terrible while you're doing it. Like, that was kind of... Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of where I was at with her. <laughs> well, I was just kind of... When I saw her come in and I look, look, I was just like, okay, so you're not even trying. Grand, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, this is your stick. You don't try, and this is the comedy." Okay, I like it. It's new. Yeah. It's fresh. Um, yeah, that's it. So Ter- yeah. terrible drag. Um, Poopy Poisson invade- invented terrible drag. Also, we should say we should say thank you to the number of you who reached out to confirm that mm. while at the beginning perhaps it was challenging to discover who was who over time as you have developed a relationship with us and particularly as we appeared on Instagram stories you you, you ultimately were able to tell us apart so we are not the Samantha we thought we were <laughs> I like the person who said I didn't know who you were but then I realised James is the person who laughs every time he speaks so I was like oh god okay I, I do do that I, 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 I hold think my we hand. both do that do we not so I, I think know. I do it in like a really much more obnoxious way than you do us though I, I, okay. like, and I think it's been a feature of my personality for a long time it's like you know in, in, in a world where well, now it's an identifiable feature of your exactly that's it obviously. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be printing that um that comment from Instagram off and I'm going to be adding it to to my CV for future audio work. Oh, I thought you were going to say your burn book, Pokemon. No, I'm, I'm, I was delighted to see that because I was like, yes, I do. I, lied, I laugh loud and long. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Long. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back with you on Monday for another episode of Drag Race Down Under. Have a lovely weekend. We'll chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.